How to fund your first property deal. Whether you're at the beginning of your property journey, looking to enter the market, or a seasoned professional seeking new strategies and insights, this podcast is your one-stop resource for all things property investment. Welcome to the Property Investors Network podcast. Let's embark on this exciting journey together and make your property investment dreams a reality. Hello, my name's Mark Fitzgerald. It's great to have you joining us here at the Property Investor Network. So, you're thinking about getting started and buying that first buy-to-let potential HMO service accommodation unit, your first property. Now, maybe it's your first property that you want to live in, or maybe you want to become a landlord, an investor, a property business owner, which I highly recommend, by the way, because it's a great source of income. It's a great way to build up passive income and also give you more time freedom in your life. So what we're going to cover on this episode is the different methods, obviously, that you can use for buying and acquiring property and also some of the ways that you can source deposits. I hope that sounds good to you. Good stuff. So when it comes to funding your first investment property, there are two parts to funding this, okay? The first is the deposit. Now, if it is a property that you are not gonna be living in, that you are gonna be renting to other people or renting out, you predominantly will need 25% of the deposit. Okay, so whatever the purchase price is, you're going to need 25% of that. And then, of course, you can go to a mortgage broker, you can go to mortgage companies, and you can get 75% mortgage on the property. So you've only got to find 25%, which is great. But even then, depending on where you are in the world, it can still be a lot of money. It can still take a lot of time to save up that sort of money, of course. So if we took a property that on average was worth £250,000, now if you're in London, this could be £2.5 but I'm going to keep the numbers small and short, £250,000, you would need about £62,500 for a deposit, wouldn't you? So you'd have to find sixty-two k now. We're going to talk about how you can do that in a minute. But right here, right now, let's just go through some numbers so that you understand what it is you're going to be doing when you're property investing, Okay. You're going to have some costs on that. If it's a second property as well, you're going to have to stamp duty. You're going to have some legal costs. You might have about 12, 12 and a half thousand pounds worth of costs to go on top of your deposit. Okay. So total cash required for a 250,000 pound property that you're buying could be around the 75,000 pounds mark. Overall, about 30%. Mark, you told me 25%. It's 25% for the deposit, but again, legal fee, stamp duty, everything starts mounting up. Now, the reason I'm telling you this is because we want to be savvy investors. We don't just want to tell you the fluffy bits. I want to tell you everything so that you can go out there and do a good job in what you're doing. So as you can see, most people, whether or not they start with a bit of a pot of money or not, will soon run out of money unless they have an endless supply of investors. Don't we all wish we had that? So, you need to be creative, okay? You may have some money. Maybe you've got some equity in one of your properties. Maybe you've got some redundancy pay. Maybe you've won some money. Maybe somebody's left you some inheritance. 
great stuff. But just remember, at some point, we will all run out of funds. So it is good. Realistically, I always say to everybody to get out there and speak to an independent mortgage broker. Okay, here at the Property Investor Network, we have a handful of independent mortgage brokers at your local PIN meeting, which is a Property Investor Network meeting, which we have 50 of those around uh, the UK, uh, Scotland, Ireland. We have them around the world as well in Dubai, Netherlands, Brazil, all the great places. So at the end of the day, you need to be speaking to an independent mortgage broker who you can find there. Do not speak to the high street banks. We've talked about this on previous episodes. They will only have a small cluster of uh, the financial sector that they can use. You want to be speaking to the independent mortgage brokers that have the full market. Why? Because they'll find you a better deal or they should do. So do feel free to reach out to us if you need any of those sort of companies. And we can point you in the right direction with a handful of companies that we recommend. And of course, then you can go and systematically talk to those companies and see. And why am I telling you this? Because you want to get out there and you want to, first of all, see if you can get a mortgage. Okay? Don't be afraid if whether you've had bad credit in the past, whether you've not got a deposit now, whether you've got, you know, uh, your own sort of in, in interior, as I say, in your mind, your own issues in your head holding you back saying, oh, I, sh- I shouldn't talk to anybody now because I don't need it now. I don't want to waste anybody's time. These guys and girls, especially if you say the Property Investor Network, Mark Fitzgerald sent me, will help you, okay? And they'll point in the right direction. And sometimes when we think we can't get a mortgage, it holds us back. Oh, I'd never get a mortgage. I had that bad credit card or or phone bill or something, you know, it's given me bad credit. I'd never be able to get a mortgage. Go and find out for a fact. Because I tell you what, it's so liberating if you actually speak to these people and they say, yes, you could get a mortgage. You would only have to find 75K to get that first property, potentially. That first property you might have found You can add rooms in the loft or you can add a a room or a flat or something in the cellar or you can, under permitted development, you can add value to the property, which will mean that you can pull all your cash back out. And I'm getting carried away here. But you may be able to do that with a mortgage, have the property for a few years and then refinance it. If you don't know, you're always going to doubt it. So go and first of all, speak to these people and see what they say. Now, if they do say, well, you've got no chance, son. You ain't getting a mortgage in a million years, which I highly, highly doubt. And the only reason I said it like that is realistically, it's just to put it to you that what's the worst that can happen? Somebody could say that to you and it's not particularly that bad, is it? I would laugh and say, well, that's what I thought. But at the end of it all, go and find out if you can do that because it will really, really open up the doors to you. And a lot of people jump into joint ventures or use investors' money when they could have just used a, a, you know, a, a mortgage broker or a bridging company just to do it. And, and then they can keep all the profits for themselves and of course the properties as well. So another thing that holds people back and that's another thing that we want to talk about here of course is sourcing your deposits. So we, we touched on and we said that sometime you will run out of money of, unless you've got an endless supply of investors in which case you have then please do reach out to me because I've got a lot of deals so uh, please you know we're always looking for investors we're always looking to people to work with. So Let's go through some of the different ways and methods you can source deposits that maybe you haven't thought about so you can get yourself on the property ladder, get out there and start buying property. 
Listen, the caveat to that before we start on this is there are a lot of different ways that you can do property deals, okay? There's a lot of different strategies and tools that you can use. Purchase lease option is a fantastic tool. You can use rent to rent to acquire the properties and basically control them, paying a guaranteed rent each month. You can do title splittings, permitted developments, you can flip properties, you can buy, refurbish, refinance, keep hold of the properties and then rent them out. That's just the tip of the iceberg, by the way, as well. There are so many different ways. So do make sure that you are a savvy investor. Um, when I first looked to start getting invested, I was looking at buying some cheap little vanilla buy to let. Hopefully in 15 years, they'll have gone up in value. I might be able to pull a bit of my money out, might make a little bit of money along the way as well, but I very much doubt I would have. And I might be able to buy another couple of properties. That's the wrong way of thinking about it. People are doing momentum investing now, but they need to know what they're doing. And of course, you can check out pinfurtherlearning.co.uk. We have free webinars that we run nearly every week. Free resources on there as well. We've got a great community in the Facebook group and stuff like that. So do use those resources. And never, never, never be afraid to invest in yourself as well. It's the best investment you'll ever make. Just know what it is that you want to be doing and then invest in your own education. Okay, I've done that and I continue to do so. And so do uh, so many of the successful investors that I see um, around me today. So sources of deposits. Well, first and foremost, money in the bank. So if you have got the deposit, brilliant. But you can look at potentially savings, redundancy, inheritance. Maybe you're getting divorced at the end of the day and you're selling the property that you were living in. Of course, friends and family as well. Maybe they've gone through this. Maybe they are sat on some money and they don't, they don't really know what to do with. So you can look to work with these people as well. You can look to work with family members. Of course, you can help family members. You can help these people, these friends of yours already. So it's a great way of doing that. You may have equity in your own home, in your own property that you're living in right there and now. The old traditional method, pay off your mortgage, that's the good life, is wrong. Why not take equity out of your property? Okay. Now you might say, well, I'll put my mortgage up. Yes, it will. But you're taking equity out of your property, you're going to have invested into the right property deals, which will then in turn make so much money that you can pay it back. No problems whatsoever. Your new properties will help you pay for your mortgage on your old properties, as well as paying for those as well. Sound good? There is ways to do that as well. You might have a business. You might have retained profits from your business, slushing around, maybe waiting for the tax man at the end of the money year that you could loan to your property business and then have it paid back. Or again, you might know somebody with a business who's got money that they look to invest because they don't know what to do with it. You can use credit cards, you can use loans. Be careful, be careful, be careful, be careful. I would say, realistically, try not to do those. But if, if you need a couple of grand to set a property up or something, you know, if you can get an interest-free credit card and that's the only thing stopping you, and you know that it's going to make good cash flow each and every month, you followed the right rules, then it's not a bad idea. But make sure that the circumstances suit the needs, okay? Don't just do it because you think, oh, I can do it, I heard it on a video. It needs to make sure that you're paying it back. Don't get yourselves into trouble here. Remember, we're here to be savvy investors. Your pension. So maybe you could transfer a SIP pension or you could transfer your company pension into a SAS pension pot, okay? There's all sorts of great stuff on that. I'll get some um, 
experts in the SaaS pension to come and join me on these episodes so they can talk about this. But basically, you can take your pension, put it into a SaaS pension, and about 25 to 50% of that you can use on property investment, okay? A lot of the time it does have to be commercial properties, so there are certain criteria. It's not just sweet and as easy as you think. And then realistically, if you've got a pension that's about £75,000 or below, it's not always worth doing because there's a lot of fees and admin costs involved with it. But that's not to say that your SAS pension has to be just yours. Maybe you, your partner, maybe cousins, brothers, sisters can all put it in together and make that pot a real big pot. Invest in property together and all reap the rewards. So that's another great source of finding deposits and getting out there and building your property business. Of course, when you're buying a property, you can ask the seller what they plan on doing, if they've got any equity, or maybe they haven't even got a mortgage on the property, what they're going to do with the funds afterwards. You do have to build up the no like, and trust before you ask a question like that, because chances are, if you do it on the first meeting, they're going to tell you to jog on, uh, you're nosy and all of that. But if you've got a good rapport going, which you should always have, you can start to ask them this. Of course, other people's savings and uh, equity that they have in their properties as well, family members and things. But you need to make sure you know what you're doing because you don't want to be doing all of this and saying all of this and then losing people money. Of course, inheritance in advance, if you've got some grandparents or whatever that keep this money locked away until they die so they can never see you actually reap the rewards of it, if you can talk them into coming into business with you, potentially you could use the inheritance in advance and you can show them how you can help not only yourself by building up your property portfolio, but with the profits that you're making from there, maybe you'll be able to give them a better lifestyle or get them on some holidays or something before obviously they depart as well. Other investors are always out there. There is an abundance of money out there right here, right now. So you need to be going out there and talking to enough people. If you do not think that there is enough money in the world for you to be able to do your property businesses, you are not speaking or meeting enough people. It is as simple as that. So when it comes to finding investors, when it comes to looking at potential JVs, joint venture partners, or just using investors, always start with the people that you already know, the low-hanging fruit, as they say. So potentially family members, close friends, friends, work colleagues, people you grew up with, people that already know a bit about you and know what you're all about, if that's a good thing, obviously. But yeah, start with people like that. So Most of the time, people don't like to talk about money, and I get that. So maybe don't be going in there saying, hey, how much money have you got to invest? Because I'm I'm looking at this property deal and I need an investor. Go in there, see if anybody has got anything, put it to them in the right manner, put it to people in the right way. Realistically, think of it as if you're trying to help people, okay? You have the opportunity to go out there to do these deals and to help people, to help people selling their properties, to help estate agents, you know, get a wage at the end of the day, to help investors get a good return on their money, to help potentially your new tenants or clients or whoever's staying in your property have a better life, okay? Always looking to help, and if you can look to help and you've got the answers, then you are onto a winner. So I hope this episode has inspired you, has helped you. And equally to that, please do check out pinfurtherlearning.co.uk. And also we do have these episodes on all good podcast platforms as well, so you can run around and listen to them uh, at the same time as watching them. 
subscribe, join us, and I look forward to seeing you very, very soon. You take care and bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to the Property Investors Network podcast. Remember, investing in property is not just about numbers and profits, but also about building communities and creating a lasting impact. You can do this by checking out our website at pinfurtherlearning.co.uk. And of course, look to book onto your local property investors networking event. We are here to help and support you every step of the way. And I look forward to you joining me very soon. Bye for now.